It's the Dogcast, episode number 311. Dogs win big over Ole Miss in Athens' own homecoming. We're one win away from Atlanta. Ring that beautiful chapel bell, baby. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast, episode number 311. 311, great band. Amber. Amber is the color of her energy. Hey, anyway. Hey, 311, dude. Show number 311. I got damn a sidetrack there, old dog. Too much, too much bourbon. Too happy after the win. Ringing that bell. I'm telling you, I got blisters on my hands from pulling well, that damn rope. Well, I'm glad you do. Pulling on the big rope. Mm-hmm. Big win over Auburn. I mean, I'm sorry. Whoops. Wow, getting ahead of yourself there. <laughs> Whoops. Big win over Ole Miss yesterday. Uh, <laughs> big win over Ole Miss. I tell you what, I'm looking over this stat sheet. I, it, the stats look a lot less close than it did seemed. You know, if you if you watch the game. I mean, before we started to just grind them, you know what I mean? Yeah, but they only had 234 yards of total offense. I, I'm saying, I know in all of that in the first half, I think they had what 55 yards total in the yeah. second. Pretty safe to say our defense, wherever it was, God, I, and that's the that's I don't want to. I'm not. The defense is back. They're back. I don't know where they were, but they're back. Hell, it's the same damn same damn 11 players we had when we played against Tennessee, but. Uh, Hell, we're well, back. maybe maybe a little bit more gelled together. Well, maybe a little bit more of Alec Ogletree jumping out of his damn or, shoes. Or maybe, or maybe they've just realized you can't just play on reputation, that you've actually got to show up and hit somebody. I know. Maybe we forgot that they really are damn college kids. And maybe they thought you could play on reputation. Maybe we needed Alec Ogletree to jump out of his damn shoes and make a pick. Holy or, crap. Or sling some running back around like a rag doll in the end zone <laughs> Speaking. and put him down. But before we get going, let me clear something up from the last episode. Hashtag. Episode, hashtag. Ha- ha- I mean, I, I am old, and I am somewhat bitter, but probably not as bitter as most people that listen think. Here's where I'm coming from. I just want us to be. To, I want to get the Georgia football program again relevant on a national level year in and year out. And since 1983, we really haven't been except for a little brief run in 2007 when we were cheated out of a national championship game. And as you clearly pointed out a little bit earlier before we started the show, Three plays away from being ranked number two. I mean, I just, I, I guess I was just venting my entire frustration over 30 years of just not competing for a national championship. And all the old dog wants 
is one more national championship before they put me in that cold, hard earth underneath Sanford Stadium. <laughs> okay, so you just want to clear that up. You're you're not as bitter and pissed off as you might have seemed. In the, you're feeling pretty good. You're it's pretty more, damn happy. It's more it's more frustration than anything else. But because hey, but I'm feeling I pretty do, damn good. But I do want our program to become relevant again on a national basis, and we are, I think we're gaining on that, but we're not there. I mean, when people on the talking sports heads and things like that talk about the powerhouses of football, they don't mention us, and we need to get back to where they do. Well, we're working on it. And hopefully after the next four games, they will. So... Big win, though. Big win. We put Ole Miss in their damn place. I mean, they came in hot. They came in with the no huddle. You know, a lot like I, uh, you know, a lot of things I talked about in the Ole Miss pregame last week, which, you know, admittedly came out like, you know, four hours before the game. Uh, admittedly, you know, I, I told you they were going to play that zone, that zone, you know, that zone read, uh, rushing game, you know, quick, no huddle. I told you, uh, Mississippi's quarterback was Pretty damn good. He's throwing the ball. Uh, you know, it was a, it was an interesting first half. You know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Um, I also predicted the rise of Xander Ogletree at fullback. He scores a touchdown for us this weekend. Uh, you know, uh, I'm feeling pretty good about those Ogletree boys. I think they're going to work out. What do you think, old dog? Well, I, I think so, too. I mean, you know, Xander is what actually I think listed as our third string. Uh, first carry, I mean, I like the way he is. He's had one carry, and he's had one touchdown. Yeah, we call that the Hudson-Mason effect. I give it to him more often. The Hudson-Mason, baby. That's what that's, that's, what that's called. One there throw, one touch. you got to like that. And, I mean, Alec, uh, you know, he's been a beast the last couple games. And, again, just pitching that one kid around like a rag doll in the end zone, I mean, that was really – that was that was great. How about my boy Sean Williams getting that garbage, garbage ass personal foul, that garbage fifteen yard penalty where he basically caught a damn running back in his stomach. The running back's basically delivering the blow, <laughs> and yeah. Sean Williams catches him out of bounds in the gut, and they throw a flag on Williams. That was crazy. That it, was it, a horrible penalty. It really was, but I mean, you know, and and speaking of horrible penalties and stuff, is it strange to you that we have not had pin wages as a uh, and his crew? I was thinking doing about one that. of our games. I, 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 is I pin, really is he is he like? Oh, oh, no, he's still doing it. Okay, and I, I thought maybe he'd moved up to administrative or something. No, maybe he'd but retired. I, but I'm wondering if somewhere in the bowels of the SEC offices they realized that he was biased against Georgia and are not assigning him to any more games. Now, with that said, he'll probably do the Auburn game. I was about but, to say, yeah, what they've done, old dogs, they're saving his ass for Jordan Hare this week. But it, it does kind of – it's strange that we have – I mean, because it seems like we used to get him every game. Yeah, I know. I agree. It's something weird there. I don't know. I don't know where he is, but he can stay there. I, I just Absolutely. want him to stay there. And needs to. 
But um, I mean, what a ta- really a tale of two halves. Uh, no doubt. You know, the Ole Miss game, we basically had, and granted, we we were winning at halftime, but it was basically on two plays. No doubt. I mean, Which, we were we were dominated pretty much the first half by Ole Miss, yeah. and I don't know what the difference was or why, but I have not seen a Georgia offensive line perform so poorly as we did in the first half, as we did against Ole Miss. And then what the amazing thing was, the fact that we were able to turn it around and be a better-than-average offensive line in the second half. Yeah, within the same game. Yeah, was it the fact that we had just kind of worn Mississippi out? We made some changes. I mean, because they were coming at us, blitzing us like, like nobody's business. And I still, you know, and I was texting you back and forth. I still don't understand when that goes on, why we don't do some draw plays, some screen plays. And, you know, we can run outside of the tackle. Yeah, let them come. And, and, you know, especially, I mean, Gurley is, he's a man. And he can run up the middle, but I really, and I, I think Marshall would be better off if we could get him to the outside a whole lot quicker. And one of the best ways I know to do that is a toss sweep. No doubt. No doubt. Get Marshall out in space I, on the toss know, sweep. He's had, he's had some decent runs up the middle, but he is just not. Well, he, he's the kind of back not, who needs a hole. Yeah, he, he, he needs a hole. He needs a seam. He's not going to get us those yaks. Mm-mm. Uh, Gurley can make a hole if there's no hole there, you know. But Marshall needs a hole, but he does have the burst. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I like Marshall. He's a great running back, oh, and I'm I glad to have him. And, and, his and, speed, and if you give him just a damn seam of daylight, he can make it happen. Without a doubt. But, you know, Gurley, Gurley's only 143 yards, one, four, three away from a thousand yard true freshman season. Only been done by one other running back in Georgia history. At tailback you. Tailback you. We've only had one other thousand yard true freshman running back. And you know who that is. Hand over your of, heart. He came out of Wrightsville, Georgia. Came and out I of mean, Wrightsville, Georgia. But and and you think of all the other great running backs that came after Herschel. Yeah. Early. Yeah. Hendrick, Lars Tate. Garrison Hurst. Oh. I mean, uh, Robert, well, you know, Robert Ray Edwards. had Robert Edwards playing defensive. That's back. Robert Edwards so, football there with those big-ass shoulder plads. Roll, you know, Robert I mean, Edwards football. But you really do have to think about what an accomplishment that is for a kid that was really supposedly the second best running back even of this recruiting <laughs> I know it. That we have. And you can bet your ass he's going to get 143 yards in three games. You oh, can bet it, your sweet he's ass. Gonna, he's going to have that on the, on the plains of Auburn. Oh, yeah. it's going to be a damn nice day. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with a damn 1,200-yard true freshman running back. I'm okay with that. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, Ole Miss game, I mean, 37 unanswered points. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I saw some Ole Miss guys sitting on the bench afterwards, you know, uh, me being 10 rows up behind the visitor bench, you know. The talk there, I can tell you right now, the talk on the Ole Miss bench was a lot about, 
you know, maybe we're not as good as maybe we thought we were. <laughs> we're yeah. getting or, our or, ass or handed to us right or now. Who's drive, or who's driving that truck? Exactly. We we thought we had some shit going with this guy, Hugh Freeze, and we five and three. We played Alabama tough. We've won two SEC games in a row. We think we're putting it together. And then like, no, we're, we're not putting it together. We are getting pounded. They had 12 first downs to our 23. They were two of 13 on third down conversions. Uh, but you know, there was only four penalties in this whole game for both teams total. Oh, had, I know. We had three penalties. They had one penalty. But then the thing I got to talk about, man, how about that turnover sequence? The oh, turnover what, sequence four, was four nuts. Four 60 seconds? Four I turnovers mean, in about 60 seconds. That was un- unbelievable. It was it was strange, but I tell you one thing that was interesting in all of that too is how some of these guys are stepping up and folks that we haven't talked about becoming. I mean, like like the Swan Kid, he is he is going to be something special before that he leaves Swan the University kid of Georgia. Is getting it done, and I'll tell you, I'll give credit where credit's due. Brandon Smith made some great plays this weekend, covering Man, tough, covering physical, breaking balls up. I like it, it Brandon well, Smith. Well, and you know, and the best thing is, when he needed to make a tackle, he actually wrapped up and took the guy down. Absolutely. I actually saw him on numerous times have his arms wrapped around the guy. I know. And Damian Swan, he's got he's got it going, man. How, oh, and, he uh, does. Yeah. He is, he is going to be a superstar. Before it's all all said and done, no along doubt. with John Jenkins, no doubt. How about um, how about um, Garrison Smith also stepping into a hole, man? Playing first sack, man. First sack yeah, of his career. It's it, I like it, and I'll tell you, and I don't want to get ahead of myself here. We've got a um, big game coming up on the plains, but uh, you know Auburn is not. Let's let's put a pretty face on it. They're not as competitive as we're used to seeing. No, not as and, competitive. And it's not it's not your average Auburn team, but again, we need to look at it with a situation. It is a big rivalry game. Always it's, dangerous. You it's can't like take us off of them. It's like us against Florida, Auburn, and Tech. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't I mean, and obviously as we have seen this year, emotion plays such a huge, huge part of this game in the way these kids play. Well, especially for these Bulldogs. Especially for these Bulldogs. Absolutely. I mean, you look at our best, probably our best three games to date, we we have had something external to motivate us. Missouri, old man football, Vanderbilt, Franklin the year before, he, he and Grantham going at it, and against Florida, Sean Williams calling the folks out, saying we play too soft. I mean, that is is huge. And again, you don't know what Auburn will do, what they can do, but you can't take anything for granted. I mean, Auburn was Auburn was hanging in there with, with LSU and Alabama. They, they no doubt did. You know, I mean, they should we win? Absolutely. But we can't take this game for granted. We have got it's a rivalry game, and as you know, anything can happen in a rivalry game. 
without a doubt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No doubt, man. I tell you what, it's going to be a it's going to be a barn burner at the All Barn, and uh, but you know, not getting too far ahead of myself, but I'm telling you, man, Alabama. Although, you know, you've got to respect Alabama, dude. When they need it, they get it done. They yeah. absolutely can damn step on the gas when they need to. They had and one first down in the second half, and when they needed seven, they got seven. And when a minute with a minute 30 to go and no timeouts and they needed a touchdown, bam, they got it. They got in, it. In, without a doubt, probably the most hostile environment you can play in. But... They also showed that they are damn human. They can be touched. That defensive backfield can be touched, can be oh, torched. If if we, and, you know, here again, I'm getting way ahead of myself I know following it. you. But if we can bring two, and I'm going to go ahead and say we beat Auburn. If we can bring to the SEC championship game the same kind of intensity that we played when we played Florida, we are going to be in that game. I'm not going to say we're going to win it. How about we just bring the same kind of damn intensity we brought to the SEC championship game last year with just a little more depth and a little more strength and a little better conditioning? Well, for the first half. I know. I mean, I wouldn't hang my hat on uh, on the way we played last year. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm just telling you, we we had the intensity. We didn't have the depth, but I think we're a little better this year. We're a little stronger. We're a little wiser. I'm telling you, Alabama can be touched. They are human. Um, They're not an NFL team. And and I do think, and again, getting way ahead of ourselves, but I do think it was to our benefit that Alabama stayed undefeated. Yes, I agree. I agree. I agree. So let's talk about the finish up, the wrap up. How about Murray? You know, we we call that uh, the two t- the touchdowns there, the two plays in the first half. It's called at at my house. It's called the David Green. When you say yeah, he did a David Green. People know what you're talking about in my house. Okay, absolutely. He, he pulled because no one in Georgia football history has done a David Green. Better than David Green. Thus the name. David Green owns that play. It's Mark Rick's favorite trick play. It's third and one. Everybody in the stadium knows we're going to hand it to Gurley. They got ten guys in the box. Brown comes over on a beautiful run block, just piling in on the box. And then he breaks free while... Aaron Murray's doing his best David Green impression, and I mean literally his best ever David Green, and uh, turns around and zings it. Great throw. And then how about the throw that Murray makes to King to finish the half on the run, on on the the scramble, having gotten sacked five damn times in the first half. He got Five sacks in the first half. He seems like he's running for his life and then throws the best throw I think he's made this year on the run on a rope right to right to Devars King. It was it was a laser. And uh, you know, talking about the other play too, we need to hope that Brown has not torn an ACL or something like that. Well he has I haven't it is official. He's done for the year. 
I was worried about that, and I hadn't seen it. I hadn't checked anything since about four o'clock today. Yeah, I was fixing but to the break knee that on news. the side, the knee looked pretty loose, and uh, the way they were doing the stuff, and, and I hate that for the kid because too, he was really having. I mean, obviously this was his best year, and this is two of our prime receivers, you know, now that are out. Right, his ACL going out, uh, and that means Brown is done as a bulldog. Um, that was his last uh, game in the yeah. red and black. And uh, now we've lost Bennett and Brown. That leaves us with Wooten uh, and Mitchell and Tavares King. I mean, uh, well, clearly, King I mean, and Conley, Mitchell are. Conley yeah. steps up big. He's made some big catches for us. And uh, McGowan. Red I McGowan, mean, the poor man's I, Michael I think, Bennett. Exactly. A little bit longer hair. But I think a little bit a little bit longer hair? If I'm not mistaken, every time he touches the ball other than fair catching a punt, we get a first down. I, I like and it. I guess we get a first down when he fair catches too. That's true. Rhett McGowan, I like him. Chris Conley, I'm down with it. Oh, clearly Malcolm Mitchell and Tavares King leading this receiving core now. And uh we can we can get by with Mitchell King and Wooten and Conley. Uh we can get by with those guys. So, but I am sorry to see for Marlon Brown because he really – I think Marlon Brown has a lot of unrealized potential, and I think he knows it. And um, and I think he really tried. You know, he was really – I mean, I, I'm not saying he wasn't trying in his previous three no, but, seasons. But he I think he was really getting it and knowing what it took to compete at this level. And you were seeing the fruit of his hard work. And uh he goes down with the ACL tear. Yeah, and, and I agree with you there. And I think so many of these guys come in and they really just on their talent level, they they have not really had to put out 100% to excel through high school. And I think maybe he had a little bit of that his first few seasons with us. And finally the light came on that he really did have to work and work hard. And I think, like you said, the fruits of that were really showing this year because he seemed to be a totally different player this year than he had in years prior to this. No doubt. On that. And and you just hate it for somebody to go down with that. And, you know, I mean, not just with us, but it just seems like are there more ACL tears and stuff going on in the last this year? Than there ever have been before. Uh, it might be. I mean, I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, it seems that way, but I, I don't know if it just seems that way or if it's actually that way. I, I yeah, I mean, I don't know, but but you hate it for Marlon Brown, and let's just hope he'll be part of an SEC championship team, even though he's not going to participate in the next few games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you're absolutely right. I, I hate it for him. We wish him all the best and uh, Godspeed on that recovery, buddy. Um. You know, so that's that's about it for the game, man. I, I was I was excited to get the win. We've got now we're traveling over to the uh, to Jordan Hare to uh, take on the water cannons and uh, the, the eagles the and, the and the war eagles, planes uh, and the tigers, the tigers and the whatever they are, lions, tigers, and bears. Oh my, who knows what mascot they might pull out of their ass this week? Who knows? But we'll be ready for whichever mascot we have to play against. Or all three of them. Or all three of them. Tag team. Hell. 
but again, I saw a I mean, great joke the other day. Harvey Updike didn't just kill the didn't kill the Oaks at Toomer's Corner. He killed Auburn's whole damn program. Auburn's whole damn program is a dumpster fire right now, dude. Ever since Cam Newton left, ever since the Oaks at the corner got spiked by Harvey Updike, uh, Auburn has been a dumpster fire. Well, you know, it is. And you know what is really so strange? And obviously one of the coaches kind of self-destructed in Terry Bowden. But as far as I know, Auburn is going to be the only team in NCAA history that has fired three coaches that have had undefeated seasons. Yeah. I mean, if we if we had a coach other than Dooley that had an undefeated season, and obviously Dooley, I mean, you, you just write your own check. Yeah. You say, this is how long I'm going to stay. I want to coach this long, then I want to be AD for a while. I mean, you know, and, and they've – they're going to end up letting three go because Chiswick, I mean, this is his last year. Cheese Whiz is gone. You know, uh, Kentucky announced today Joker Phillips is out. So the, the race for Bobby Petrino is on. Auburn and Texas, I mean, Auburn and Tennessee got to get their ass in gear, baby. Uh, because Kentucky is coming. Uh, you got Tennessee is on the bubble. Uh, you know, hell, Tennessee damn near lost to Troy this past weekend. Oh, I saw um, that. Auburn well, school, is a dumpster fire. What school has the most attractive ladies volleyball team? You mean besides Georgia? Oh, well, we don't. Oh, where's Bobby Petrino going? I get it. Ah, Ah, aren't you funny? All right, hey, let's wrap this show up. Hey, the the pool winner for this week, M A W K. I guess that's Mock Mock W M A W K W. That's weird. I, I need to make a rule for all my damn pool players to, like, make your screen name or your player name, like, something that is, like, an English word, at least. Um, so, Mock W, you are the winner for this week. Give me your address. I'll send you a stadium cup. Uh, hey, follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash dogcast. I like it when people make up funny hashtags for old dog, like, hashtag useless old man. I saw that this past weekend, old dog. They're they're uh, gunning for you in the Twitterverse. Well, well, that's fine. And I mean, you know, again, hopefully, hopefully, the listeners that have been listening to us now for what the past seven years, yes, for three hundred eleven shows. Say that that makes, there, that's bad. There is no obviously they they should know by now. There's no one that loves the university like I as much as I do. I'm sure there are plenty that love it as much. But I don't think anyone loves it more. And I just want us, I just want nothing but good things. And I guess I was just venting some of my frustration that I have had built up over the past few years. And if I offended anybody, I do apologize. And there you go. I can live with that. All right. Old dog, thanks for the apology. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash dogcast. Uh, we've got links for Twitter. We've got links for Google. We've got links to the show. We've, we've got even links. got sausage links. We've got sausage links all at dogcast.com. You can call us at 706-363-0210. You can email us at dogcast at gmail.com. If you email us, me and Old Dog both get all those emails. So, uh, you know, we both see them. So if you email it, you're emailing me and him at the same time. So, uh, you know, feel free to, to have fun with that. Um, 
I'm excited about this game against Auburn this week. I'm excited about putting, I mean, I, that Auburn game last year was so fantastic. I'm ready to put the hammer down on them again. I'm very, very excited. Well, we, and, and we'll talk more about it on Wednesday, but we owe them a lot. Yes, we do. I mean, it, it went, and we had talked about it before, but it went from a friendly kind of backyard rivalry to where if used, Auburn wasn't uh, playing us, we kind of used to cheer for them and things like that, and it all changed with with Chiswick, Cam Newton, Nick Farley, and Trooper Taylor. Nick I Fairley mean, and damn Trooper Taylor and Cheese Whiz and Kent. You're right; those four guys they changed the very nature of our relationship, and I and I hate it. Because I like Auburn people. You know, I want to kind of like Auburn. Oh, like absolutely. you said, they're kind of like our, I don't know. Well, and you we know, dig in the fact, and, I, and I do think much like, much like us, even though Auburn is in Alabama, I still think probably the vast majority of students there are from the greater Atlanta area. Trooper I mean, Taylor, we just though. have so many things in common. Trooper Taylor. And I tell you, and I also think much like the, a cloud, I think when – Chiswick and Trooper Taylor are gone, which is about three weeks away. Um, I think relations might start to thaw, especially with the beatdown we put on them last year. If we beat their ass down again like that this year, I'm willing to let bygones be bygones if Trooper Taylor and Chiswick are gone. Are you in, are you, are you on board with that plan? Well, I'm, I'm on, absolutely. Okay. Because, uh, you know, as we said, but again. Granted, they've got win, one more ass whooping coming. Yeah, they in, need in one six more days. ass whooping coming. Yeah. But, you know, a, a big win, and just wrapping it up, a big win over Ole Miss. We took care of business. Don't know what happened to the offensive line in the first half, but whatever it was, we don't ever need to repeat that again. There you uh, go. You know, it was a tale of two offensive lines. I, I understand that they were called out pretty harsh at halftime and well they needed to be, but to their credit, they did respond. They absolutely responded. It was a great game, great win, 37 to 10, 37 unanswered points. Ring that victory bell. The Mark Rick victory watch just keeps on rolling up W's, baby. And uh, let's get ready for a big game against Auburn. We'll be back with a pregame show on Wednesday night. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Subscribe on iTunes if you're still with that whole Apple thing. And uh, that's like a fad. But uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed the show. Tell your friends even if you don't like it. And uh, go dogs. This is Golf Pass Technical Support sitting in section 144. All the sorority girls have left. 7.33 left to go in the game. I wanted to say, how about them dogs before my uh, cell phone battery ran out? First time back in Athens in 22 years. Thank God they won. How about them dogs? Well, every dog has his day, and this day was for both Damian Swan and Alec Ogletree. One move we called the Swan Dive by Damian. Interception, taking the ball away, great tackles, great hitting. Alec Ogletree with the safety. Believe it or not, I called that safety before it occurred. 
told the guy in front of me when we had Old Miss back down so deep, I said, we're going to get a safety here in a second. Next thing I know, the next play happens, and Ogletree grabs the guy, slings him to the end zone floor for two. Fantastic. I did some yelling at Mike Bobo during those moments of the second quarter near the end of it where Aaron Murray was sacked on two consecutive plays. Ridiculous. I was, they were just standing there. I yelled, hurry up, hurry the heck up. The seconds tick, 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 ticking away. Don't be doing that junk. Have your play ready to go when you have that occur and you've got so little time to work with. But then came some fancy footwork by Aaron and a gorgeous touchdown to Tavares King. Marvelous. Got to give some credit to Ole Miss and their coach, Victor Freeze. I mean, Hugh Freeze. They really are, as Derek says, much better than they have been in the last few years. They're, as you say, they were 2-10 and 10 last year. Yeah, they are much better now than they have been. So, of course, that makes two Batman villains that the dogs have defeated this year. The other, of course, being Joker at Kentucky. Also, good moves by their quarterback, Bo Wallace. He, too, had some fancy footwork of his own. But a good victory. The dogs triumph once again. Time to head down to the plains and get some fried War Eagle for Saturday night dinner. Go, dogs, go. This is Ice Dog in Hartwell. Out. What's up, Dogcast? Gilly Dog from Florida. That was a great game. Started off a little bit slow, but, man, we stepped it up. It was nice. And I can't say there's anything better than beating Florida down in Jacksonville except coming in the next week and then beating another team we need to and still keeping them out of the SEC championship game. Breaking Gator Hearts, two weeks in a row, loving it. Great show, guys, great game. Um, sucks Marlon Brown's out. And um, let's beat Auburn and get ready to play Bama. Have a good one. 